Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello, as always, and welcome, and thank you for joining us. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we are Computer and Technology Radio. Got a fascinating show for you today, a guest live from Romania to talk about war things going on, uh, all kinds of uh, interesting things going on, like Amazon's bot, MGM Studios. And Marsha, how are you? And please introduce our guest. Oh, well, what a week it's been. I am so excited because we have so much misinformation. There's so much information that we don't have right. So I called out to my friend Val Vesa, who's a community manager, and he's been in web hosting, domain registration, and technology since 1997. In the last 10 years, exclusively on the internet and with social media and security. As a matter of fact, he was my connection at security 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 that we used to talk about um he's got friends and industry peers in the ukraine he's arranged transit for dozens of people to just get out of this horrible situation and what i love is that he's the founder of the shoebox romania project which we'll talk about towards the end so wow how's it going Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, that's a that's a very good <laughs> presentation. I'm humbled by it because I know you have most likely a lot of important people as guests. So thank you for having me for a few minutes on to you know share some of the insights we've seen on the on the ground here. So tell us, Val, what are you seeing lately? What is going on with the refugees? I mean, Poland is exploding with people. Where are they going now? What is going on on the ground? Yeah, that's true. Most most of the Ukrainian refugees uh, did go towards Poland. Uh, then, you know, like a second and third spot, I would say a lot of them are going to Moldova. That's the Republic of Moldova to the east of Romania. And then, you know, up to, I think, now more than 500,000 came to Romania. Uh, out of those, maybe around 85, 90%, they travel towards west so sort of they transit through Romania I think by now the numbers are like 10,000 already applied for asylum inside our country so most of the other ones left but I think the ones who arrived so far so let's say you know first two weeks of the war were the ones who had some sort of means you know either some money put aside or transportation or some connection to get them to the border and then through into Romania but I think in the next days, if, if nothing changes in terms of how the war is uh, developing and going, I think the ones that will come now are the ones who really, really are desperately, you know, the ones who actually walk towards the borders of Ukraine, you know, the south borders of Ukraine to yeah, come no, into Romania. No trains, no cars, in other words. Exactly. There's no means of transportation. Some of the uh, Red Cross and other uh, NGOs uh, trucks or v- minivans or cars that do go inside Ukraine, they 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 go now more and more limit. Like you know, they used to go up to next to Kiev. Now they go, don't even go to Kiev. They go to Chernobyl or some other cities uh, who are you know less dangerous. But also because the infrastructure is really damaged. So the bombs fell not only on the houses or constructions or so on, but also on the roads, and on purpose, I'm sure. So um, you know, there's. 
No, I, I mean, I was going to, you know, we're getting a, a tremendous amount of information from a million multiple tech sources. Uh, can you give us kind of an update on what's going on with the tech community and what can we believe in, that we hear in the news? So um, the the first thing I did in the, you know, in the, in the first 12 hours when I heard that the Russians actually attacked was to reach out to some of my friends or just peers and people I knew in Ukraine, asking them on Twitter, you know, DMs, how are you? Is everything okay? Can we do something to help? Most of them were okay, you know, sending back responses like, you know, I'm in the basement or I'm in the actual house and there's it's fine. I do hear sirens, but now people grow... Uh, much more concerned about what's going to happen. Internet is very limited in terms of hours, same as electricity and you know water, so other basic needs. Uh, so the tech people there are still trying to go on with their work. Most of the employee employers are very understanding of you know the situation. Of course, it's war, so. I think some of the stories that I've heard, you know, is, I can't really share very much because some of the information is pretty private and people want to keep it that way. But I think that the most amazing things that are happening right now are employers who keep paying their employees as if they actually come to work, you know, and do their job, although most of them can't right now. And I think in the future weeks or months, depending how this goes, uh, we'll hear some beautiful stories about how people stuck to support their employees. And the ones who do reach out and actually get out of the Ukraine and they continue to work, the first thing they ask when they come over the border in Romania, for example, is do you have a SIM card I can use for data transfer? Because Ukraine not being in the EU, uh, if they want to call back or if they want to connect to some of the services they still have physically in Ukraine, they have to pay roaming charges, which is, I don't know, 10, 11 euro per megabyte. That's a lot of wow. money to connect to transfer yes. a file, you know. So imagine 50 euro to transfer one photo. That's five megabytes. Not wow. to mention all the installation zips or any archives you might have, you know, saved in your house. If your house is even connected to Wi-Fi or Oh, my goodness. Have I, I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that. You have so many files at home. Uh, they must be walking yeah. out with flash drives stuffed in their pockets. Are any of so, them <laughs> trying to stay and maintain communications? That's two questions. Uh, so the ones who I, I am in contact with some of them, like one particular person in Kiev, uh, who, you know, I just want to make sure that in the morning, at noon and in the evening, I just say, is everything okay? And when I see those, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. When I see those two letters saying, okay, that, that's such a precious message. That means they still have connectivity. That, that means they still have electricity and they're still alive, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's there's no video phones happening because that's a lot of data and they most likely the, the phones are charged in, you know, in the least important queue because you first have women and children having their devices charged so they can be in case something happens, they can be on the run and at least have like five, you know, seven hours of battery left. So men get to charge their batteries last. So it's always, is it going to be a, a, I'm okay at 2 PM or am I going to see something at 5 PM? Or, oh, you know, it, it must be very painful. Um, what about internet communications in in the area, in the entire area? 
some of them some of them are still uh, working and uh, I have beautiful stories about engineers in different you know telecom companies in Ukraine locally who literally risk their lives to pull you know like a pole out of the ground after it's been knocked out by a bomb or some shrapnel or to reconnect fiber optics to make sure that you know village X or city Y still gets connection. Uh, if you think of something of like even now, I'm talking to you over a Wi-Fi router in a hotel room in Romania, and you know I'm okay. Like you're okay, I'm okay. But imagine something simple as I don't have connectivity, or my battery drops, or there's no electricity, and literally you're in a blackout, and there's no way mm. people. Maybe you're alive, but nobody knows. So not having news that somebody is alive is like the worst news ever because you don't know. That's worst. That is awful, and I assume this goes on in all the surrounding countries now. Yes, and um, also, um, you know, being, I think the the internet carriers who dropped charges, for example, so people can call relatives and friends in Ukraine, or those people can call out without having roaming fees of any kind. I think that was such a sweet gesture because the moment people start going out from the actual war zones, that's the first thing they want to do is call back to see if their brother or father or, or you know, cousin who's now a soldier is actually alive and well. So that's the first thing they do is call back to see how they are. And then to also confirm that they arrived out of Ukraine. So, you know, out of harm's way. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just a I don't know. It's so sad to see somebody. You offer them a hot soup, and the first thing they ask is, "Do you have a SIM card that I can connect and call back oh, my gosh. husband to let him know mm. that I'm alive?" And his son or his daughter is also alive, and we arrived in Romania. So that's just—it's my—I I can't really explain because you have to see, you know, these these things happening. Well, that's why we're talking to you, so you can give us the the your eyes o over the <laughs> podcast for everybody. We're gonna. Uh, promote this it'll come out tomorrow so hopefully people will understand so elon sent more starlink state terminals to the ukraine have you heard anything about yeah. that how that's helping or i know he's recommended I saw, he's recommended I, I saw people story, use I, them in small bursts and keep moving them so that, that is that is correct and also to make sure that literally bodies so physical persons are not around the antennas because they might uh, be used as a beacon of location so you know if there's stream of data going in and out uh, the planes and other technology that can scan that can know okay there's there's a flock of people there there's no way to know if those are soldiers or not i mean if you look at how they bombed the, the heck out of all those places i don't think it matters to the russians so much if they're soldiers or not soldiers because they're going to bomb anyway so i think you know it's it's always the good and the bad of of i mean just think of this an internet connection can literally provide you with the chance of letting people know you're alive but also at the same time it can pinpoint your location to the enemy who right. in the next second could literally kill you so it's it's that choice in your mind you have to make okay do i let everyone know is it is it really more important for some specific person or group of people uh, to know that i'm alive or is it much more important for me to stay in the hideout and don't go near the, the antenna and get connected or have connectivity? So I think it's a battle and a struggle internally that I, I literally don't want to live through. But most of these people who are connected through the Starlinks right now are, are, are having to make, you know, they, they have to do that choice. Like, what am I doing right now? What's the next thing mm. I do? 
reach out to send that one email or that one photo of, hey, this is happening. Like videos I've seen, they, they communicate via Telegram and Viber, you know, apps to make sure that they send out the news. And some of the refugees that I personally spoken with, like I go to the train station or to the borders sections and literally drive them, you know, further into the country so they can take a train or some other means of transportation out, out of Romania if they want to go. And they show me video videos they shot near their houses or from the balconies and so on and i have to tell you half of them you don't even get mentions of in the you know generic media or anywhere else on the news so i think it's only by how far how far away physically can a reporter go to get you that news and that's obviously not the news you see from people actual refugees coming from hot zone where there's no media access. And yeah. those are the stories who are just like, I mean, you know, the graphic of those is just, I can't even explain. And, you know, we, oh, go ahead, Afel, I'm sorry. No, I was just trying to, to understand because uh, I, I will just give you one very, you know, short example. I had this lady that I picked up from the train station. It was her, her mother, and two daughters, so four women, right? So we, we take them to the shelter. We had improvised, and they sleep for two, for two nights. And then the third day, they get a bus and go to Italy. And once they arrive in Italy, they sent two messages to me back. One was, we're safe. We arrived. Everything is okay. And the second one was we had we had word that my husband was shot, so you know he obviously le was left behind as a soldier. They left, and it was like a bitter new sort of a sweet story of them physically being safe in Italy with friends, but the husband was shot by Russians in in Ukraine, and that's just yeah. one story, and it's thousands like that. So. Uh, question. We, we, we hear here, uh, hopefully this is true, that Ukraines are doing a good job of fighting off the Russian troops. What do you know from your end? That's what we hear from the refugees as well. And it's, it's something that the Russians obviously didn't count on. People literally fighting for every square meter of their, you know, home or building or neighborhood and so on. They some some by some choice of of words or whatever the way they were reporting back to Putin, uh, the commanders were like, "Oh, you know, they're just gonna fight. They're gonna be quitters. They're gonna leave. Uh, we're gonna be received as I don't know, like you know, holy people coming into and saving them from Nazis and so on." This is not happening. Like on the ground, people literally rather get shot than surrender their whatever, you know, back of their home or. And you see some of those videos where soldiers go into someone's house and they try to, you know, literally steal chickens because they're starving. Hmm. Like they're, they're boys. Like they're like 19, 20, 21, 22, most of them. And I don't know how I would treat an invader into my house. I don't think I'm going to be that sweet as some of those videos that we see are. Like Ukrainians actually treat them like human beings, not like the invader soldiers that, you know, came to steal and, and plunder and, and kill. Terrible, so, terrible story. Yeah, that sounds very, very much like the stories my mother used to tell me about the Second World War in Vienna, um, that they used to come in and just take everything. And, yeah. and it was very painful, very painful. Now, the president of the Ukraine, from what we hear over here, he is risen to the top, risen to the task. What do people really, really think of him? Well, that's very interesting because initially you hear like 
before the war actually happened, so before the invasion of the Russian troops, what we heard on the news and from other people from Ukraine was, he's okay. I mean, he wasn't like over uh, appreciative of their own president. I mean, he was, of course, elected, but not like by the far majority. But right now, I think he has like a, from what people say, I don't know, I, I haven't, re- I, I have no means of actually checking this, but 97, 98% of the population of Ukraine say, you know, we want him to still be our president, which is far more people than actually voted for him, even through this hell, right? So I think heroes are made like this. Is is that choice when, okay, I get I get to be president, so, you know, what can I win? What can I do? And then this comes, and then you have to show your actual face, your true mm. Uh, stuff. This is not about like the offer he got to, you know, would you like to have us arrange a safe passage for you to get out of Ukraine? He was like, no, 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 I don't need a ride. I need bullets. So uh, people, people appreciate that. And when we speak with refugees, for example, there was none of them. I mean, some of them did say, well, we don't know exactly what's, you know, what's the story, what is true, what is not true. But most of them say that he is the one who influences and inspires the soldiers on the ground, the Ukrainian soldiers. Not only the yeah. Ukrainian soldiers, all of the soldiers from all of the other countries are now poor, literally, in, in, inside Ukraine and help. And they don't go in there so much. Of course, there's a lot of memory about Russia and, you know, former uh, sort of a satellite countries around Russia, like Romania. And I think part of why Romanians are helping right now and are literally, I haven't seen in our modern history of, you know, last 30, 40 years, never ever such a huge amount of effort to help somebody who's not Romanian. Literally yeah, everyone calling in asking, what can I do? So, and that's happening and all, what all across can they, the board. what so, can they do? What, what can our audience do to help? Well, I think it's the first, the first thing to do is make sure you identify valid, uh, uh, you know, websites or organizations who are who have a track history of helping in crisis situations, like the Red Cross, like you know, um, organizations who where you know if you if you if you donate your money, they're actually going to be used in in the right uh, in the right spot. And Marsha, we we talked about this. I, I I know a lot of NGOs in Romania right now who are literally at the border, giving them hot meals or shelter or mattresses, and even if it's just something like asking on let's say you know quote unquote official groups and when i say official groups is like is there a government body in a in a country that is harboring refugees right now uh, sort of endorsing this effort because if it's just some lone you know right 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 it's more important give me money because i'm yeah right making sure that and i think that's very important also to make sure that we don't allow women and children to be trafficked because that's also something that's very risky and there have been rumors, and you know, when there's rumors, there's uh-huh. also truth, uh, that uh, both countries, Ukraine and Romania, of course, we have good people and we have bad people everywhere, right? So there's been rumors about women being expected at the border with signs like, you know, free room, free meals, and you don't know exactly who those people are. So there's a lot of volunteers actually doing nothing else at the border, but literally go through these other volunteers, asking them who you are, what organization are you working with, and then calling those organizations to make sure, is Marsha actually telling the truth? Is Mark actually right. telling the truth? Right. Are they actually working for this organization? Right. Uh, and I think that's also very important. And that's now, why uh, when you talk uh, about... I, I, know, I just want to, to ask you. 
I just wanted to ask you, as this all progresses, may we check back with you and maybe have you on again? Let's just hope this ends quickly and we don't have to worry about anything else. And I just want the audience to know that you are Val Vesa and you are Adspedia on Twitter. And you are the founder about of Shoebox Romania, which I think we'll talk about uh, maybe a little closer to the holidays to see if we can help you out with that. Absolutely, sure. I'm happy to be on again. Well, not happy, but you know what I mean. Actually, I understand. Uh, to be, well, you're to getting be you're getting the word out to people. We never know what's true and what isn't. So thank you so much, Val. Thank you and for having me. Stay safe and healthy. Yeah, it's let's, really let's talk soon. really thank important. You. You take care. Thank you. Well, that was that was something. That was really, really, really a difficult, difficult thing. Well, Marcia, thank you so much for getting Val on the show. It was moving and touching and very, very tragic and sad. And we hope to have him back on the show. Hopefully, we don't need to have him back on the show. Hopefully, this all ends quickly. Right, And right. we don't have to deal with this anymore. Okay, on to uh, other tech things. Uh, this was kind of interesting. Amazon, I guess, has more money than they need because they just bought MGM, which is a major league library of films, which that's kind of a crazy story. It's really, they paid $8.4 billion to buy MGM studio. Billion, 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 $8.4 billion. Can I just ask you, where is the world getting all of this money? We're sending trillions here, trillions there. We're giving billions. We're doing, where is all this money? Are they just printing it? Well, yeah, that is what that's what the printing presses are for in Washington. If you've ever been to Washington and you've toured the printing presses, which I have actually done, the Treasury so Department, have I. Yep. pretty fascinating. Yeah, pretty fascinating stuff. So, uh, but I mean, this is a big deal. MGM has a catalog of four thousand film titles, things like oh yeah, James Bond, Rocky, and you know a million other kinds of things that they've been doing. It's the biggest deal since the thirteen point seven billion acquisition of Whole Foods in twenty seventeen. And you know, Bezos is, is certainly a smart guy. So I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Uh, it's a lot of money. I don't know how much cash uh, Amazon has, but it's probably plenty. So they now own the James Bond franchise, which is uh, an enormous moneymaker for, what, 50 years. Yeah. So Not only that, but all those movies. I mean, oh, think yeah. about it, what they own now. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which ones. Was that uh, Wizard of Oz? I can't remember if that was MGM. Uh, some of the real classic films. I don't remember who produced oh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, there's a ton of of classic films. Um, on let me think. Aside from owning James Bond, right? I mean, I have have another story from CNET. Which what does it say? Um, it doesn't say anything. Just says oh yeah, Rocky. MG, yeah, they have the Rocky franchise. Oh yeah, I said that. Yeah. Yeah, Rocky yeah. and James Bond. And they did produce The Wizard of Oz. So MGM was the original, yeah, the original production company. Now, wouldn't it so be that- a shame, again, if they cut all this stuff off and people who aren't paying customers will never get to, you know, see them again? But if they're smart, they can do temporary licensing deals. I mean, it, you know, I have to say them it, to the networks. Well, yeah. I mean, it amazes me every day that I turn on Amazon and they have some kind of new original programming. I mean, they are pumping out new shows, new movies on a regular, which aren't cheap, 
uh, on a regular basis, which is probably why they've raised their, and we'll talk about that a little later, uh, why they've raised their uh, prices so much. But yeah, that's pretty crazy stuff, I have to say. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, what is this about Android auto test cables? Well, you know, a lot of people, and it's not just Android people, okay? A lot of people who do not connect via Bluetooth. There are those who do not, you know, maybe there's a lag in Bluetooth and they prefer not to connect right. in Bluetooth. They prefer to cable their phone to their car. So to right. me, that makes a whole lot of sense. And um, when you cable Android Auto to your phone, if you have a bad connection or you've got a lag or something like that, pretty cool that Google has developed a way to detect bad cables. And we know uh, from experience, at least you and I know, and a lot of other people, that bad cables or the connectors can get crappy and they stop working. So they have a new tool called USB Startup Diagnostics, which you can get right on, right on the site of Android Auto. Uh, so just, again, take our advice and buy the best cables you can possibly buy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's always That's always a good idea. Spend a little bit more money to get a better cable because, you know, they, they last a long time and it doesn't make any sense to use a defective cable. Uh, so By the way, bad news from Val. He just texted oh, me. Yeah. He said the word now is the situation continues and put in dozens have his, Putin have his way in Ukraine by military force on the ground, he may resort to a nuclear bomb. Well, that, that would be And then be that's the end of all Europe. I won't read yeah. the rest of it, but... No, that would be staggeringly stupid, but, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. A, I, Recover yeah, I don't from know, that I don't, I don't, Yeah, right. I don't even know what to say about that. So, uh, on the, September 9th... Okay, here's, of, a ha wait, here's a happy story. We got, we got a happy story. Yeah, September 9th, 2014... Apple killed off the iPod. Um, I, you know, I stopped using. I have an iPod, not one of the original ones, but one of the later ones. I think that it sits on and and it's more like a music player that I stick on an alarm clock so it plays. If I, which I hardly ever use. Well, but, but you see, I love mine. I still have, I think, the fourth version, still with the black and white screen, but right. I have uh, like two of the latest versions with the fancy color screen, and it just looks like an iPhone. But it's right. an iPod, and that's what I used to use to test when I had to um, apps on an Apple device. But what I, you know, people used to make fun of me when I used to say, "I want my music with me." No, I don't want it on my phone. I want it in a music box that's separate that I can choose to carry with me when I want my music. And it seems the new generation says, seems to agree with me. And I, I love this. I feel so good about it. But they're modding them. They're doing things like putting SSDs into them. They're changing little things inside them. Um, they just break them down because everything was modular in the original iPods. So there was a screen, a motherboard, headphone assembly, battery, and hard drive with teeny tiny ribbon cables. So they're just replacing the different parts and they're using 3D printing to make flashy looking faceplates. I think this is genius. And there is, if you are interested in this over on Reddit, a super busy group that talks about this. Um, 
there's a place called Elite Obsolete Electronics who has helped people whose iPods need to be refurbished, need to be redone, and done that. And, you know, I would love to see, you know, like I joked that I always wanted to see a Zune mm-hmm. <laughs> come back, that I never got one. Right. But, and the prices that these are selling for on secondhand sites like eBay are crazy because everybody uh, is buying them and using them again. There's also a channel called Dank Pods. And that's a guy in Australia who is a professional drummer. And he is, you know, into the iPods. It's a big deal. Really a big deal. So it's coming back. People are saying, you know, I'm sick of paying Spotify. I'm sick when I go into the subway and I don't have a connection and I have no music. And that's true. You know, that's I don't want to drain my phone's battery. I don't right. want to do this. I don't want to do that. Give me something just for my music. So I think it's about time. Yeah, that, there you uh, go. That. Very yeah. cool. Um, okay, so Matter, which is the new smart home in inner operational standard, which was being developed by what Google, Apple, Amazon, Samsung, and others. Apparently, yeah, it's been delayed God. again. But yeah, thank uh, God they're actually doing this. I mean, how oh, stupid yeah, it is great. it in your house? Because I got Google, we got Apple, we got Amazon. Right. I've held off Samsung. I haven't, you know, agreed to terms of service on anything Samsung. By the right. way, that's the only way you get sucked in is once you click that. I agree. You're screwed. You're you're yeah. in there. You're in their world. So the fact that they're making it that everything works together, which is interesting, because. My Google Hub in the house, um, uh, if I say, hey, G, and you know the word, that goes, yeah. uh, turn on the bedroom. Right. If I say, hey, G, turn on the lights in the bedroom, it'll tell me there are no lights connected to it. Right. Because, indeed, I have smart plugs for lamps and such. Yeah, sure. So, But once they make it through the matter ecosystem that everything will work together— It'll be a whole lot less confusing. I, I yeah, think I mean, this is great. Well, they announced it apparently in two thousand six, or announced in two thousand nineteen, apparently originally, and uh, they keep delaying it and delaying it, delaying. It. And I can imagine the the difficulties in technology of putting all of these devices together. So now, what they push it out to the fall of two thousand twenty two, uh, we'll see if they actually make that. But that would be would, a great thing. That would be nice, uh, you know. But that's what we're hoping for: that people work together. Which is why, to me, it's still so asinine that uh, that Apple holds on to their <laughs> their whatever to keep iMessage from not talking to everybody perfectly. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Uh, but that's us. That's our elitist Apple users. So you have thing. you we have a buy people. of the week that's pretty fabulous. I do. Yeah, and today roll, we please. well today we search the universe, the planets, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Quick one today. Uh, these come up from time to time, and uh, probably no one on the planet needs that. Well, some on the planet need it, but very few need a five terabyte external USB hard drive. But if you need it, if you store a lot of videos, if you store a lot of uh, pictures, if you uh, you know want to store the entire Library of Congress on your uh, hard drive. <laughs> Uh, the WD Western Digital Easy Store five terabyte external USB hard drive, three portable hard drive. Um, now, I've, and I talk about this all the time because I used to talk about when uh, one gig 
portable drive came out. One gig portable drive came out, and IBM made it. It was about, oh, let me think, $1,000. So here you can now get five terabyte drives. Oh, hell's bells. I remember when... Remember when the cards we used to use were $2,500 and they were one megabyte. Oh, I know. It's, it's insane. Well, now you can get a five terabyte external USB uh, 3.0 portable drive. Normally they sell for $179.99. They're on sale at Best Buy today for $99.99. So a hundred bucks basically. And if you need more, God knows. I mean, how many people need How more much more that? space you do you need up than to, five oh, terabytes? Which is about 18 that's crazy. Well, they've got right? an 18 terabyte drive that's for about 200 and some dollars. So, yeah. So, if you're looking for some great external storage space, as we've always said on this show and every show, uh, make sure you back up, back up, back up. So, again, it's a Western Digital Easy Store uh, USB device uh, that is a 3.0 portable hard drive on sale for $99.99, almost half price off. And that is our buy of the week. You know, the um, only thing that so, pisses me off about these, I do have a. Uh, a hard drive here that I do back up like bookkeeping and stuff too. The only problem is right. the software that used to come with them. Now, all of a sudden they want right. to charge you a monthly fee. It's no longer, but it's oh, a subscription. So I said BS on that. I'm looking for a new solution. There are a few out there and, and I'm going to test one. We'll talk about it next week. Um, yeah. I've been scouring the internet looking for okay. a, a software you can just buy and it'll work. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> oh my God. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Okay. I got to tell you, I, I love this next story warms my heart. Get it, Marsha? Uh -huh. Warms my heart. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Because, because my people don't know what I'm talking about, but Microsoft is collaborating with the Finnish state owned energy company, Fortune, to allow excess heat from their new data center in southern Finland to heat local homes and businesses. Uh, the project forms part of a new data center region uh, Microsoft is set to construct near Helsinki, Helsinki, Helsinki. and will run about 100% of emission. Helsinki, 100% uh, of emission-free electricity. Once it's operational, uh, Fordham says 60% of the surrounding area heating will be generated by the data centers. I mean, this is a very cool story, I have to say. You know, and also a little frightening that it creates that much heat when they're using the uh, the computers. Yeah, but we know uh, but that gonna... even from the days of the old IBM, when when they had the punch oh, cards, yeah. they had to have them in special right. rooms with air conditioning and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And the the, the right. fact that Fortrum already takes advantage of heat capture and distribution through a network of insulated underground pipes. It spans currently 560 yeah. miles, transferring waste heat in hot water form to 250,000 customers in Espoo. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce yeah. the name of the city. And the data center right. region waste heat recycling project will be the largest of its kind in the world. This is fabulous. I mean, kudos Bravo. to Microsoft, who has always been very innovative in things. You know, much like we talked about Mark Cuban doing his uh, uh, prescription drug online things, saving things here. This is going to be great. And it may be a model for using in other parts of the world. So, uh, again, congratulations to Microsoft on coming up with one hell of an idea. I like you it. You know, I think um, the people who are going to make the real changes in society during these difficult times, and who I hate saying that, but these difficult times, who stand up like, like this from Microsoft, like you said, Mark Cuban, 
uh, with the drugs, like Elon Musk sending the Starlink satellites right. to the Ukraine. These are the people that yeah. make a difference, yep. not the ones who buy mega yachts and shoot things to space for five minutes. Speaking yeah, of exactly. which, you know, Pete Davidson so, is um, going. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, like I care. Um, <laughs> so uh, Netflix, as much as I love Netflix, and I do, I think Netflix was a brilliant invention, a great service, but it is getting expensive. I mean, I opted to do the high quality because I, I do like 4K uh, and, you know, high quality television. Well, I'm now up to 1999. Marsh, a couple of years ago, you and I have been talking about, you know, it's time to cut the cord, get rid of your cable, get rid of DirecTV, get rid of Dish Network. Well, by the time you add up all these extra shows and, you know, extra services, you're paying as much as you were for having, you're paying you know, more. Dish Network. You're paying more. So, we, um, we ran you, a test with a bunch well, of people. Well, yes, you're paying more, right. You're paying much more than you used to. So, yeah, yeah it's exactly. Crazy. And they're also talking about, again, uh, you know, charging for shared passwords or preventing people from using their passwords with their family. So, you know, a couple of alternatives you can take a look at, uh, depending upon what you want. Now, the problem with these alternatives, I will bet they don't have nearly the content that Netflix does. But Prime Video, which comes as part, if you're a Prime Video, a Prime member, which you pay now that just went to, is it Marjorie, 139 a year? I think they just raised their price. I don't know. I uh, use it used my to be daughters. 99, then 119. I think it's like, Oh, well, there you go. Uh, sh shouldn't no, probably say that. No, Mark, like, we're on the same um, IP so you address. Get Prime Video. And that's the, whole, that's the whole key is it's right. one home. Well, we're yes, on the that's same true. IP address. So that makes sense. That's true. Yeah. Um, so in your and case. There's a way yeah, that you could okay. get around it if you had a VPN in your own home, not a leased VPN, not one that you do on software, right. but one you do at home. And you logged on to the VPN right. in the house to view it. Then you're part of the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, just so you know, it, uh, Netflix, when it started back, or, or I don't know if when this started, but in 2011, it was $7.99 a month. So uh, now upwards to 20 a month. But I mean, uh, Prime Video is a very, very good service. Again, it's free as part of uh, your Amazon Prime membership, which comes with a million other things. It doesn't have the content that Amazon, uh, that uh, Netflix have, but it's a good alternative. Uh, Disney Plus has some really good stuff. I mean, they got a lot of stuff on there from, you know, all the Disney movies just to the Star Wars films to a multitude of other things. You might check out Disney Plus. And I have to say, I've been very impressed with HBO Max. They're doing a lot of alternative, you know, their own original broadcasting. They got a lot of really good stuff. First run movies are yeah. being shown both in the theater and on HBO Max. I've watched a there's lot of good stuff. There's just too much, and the problem is there's too much crap. There's just well, there's too a lot much. Of stuff, yeah. They're all churning out stuff, and honestly, if if one has the time to go over each of the networks, you know, Apple TV, uh, Prime, Netflix, HBO, uh, Pluto, whatever, you're going to be right. sitting on your ass in front of the sofa forever. So I, yeah, exactly. the point is somebody's got to decide to just be putting out quality. 
Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, you can downgrade Netflix, by the way, if you don't want all the fancy bells and whistles. Uh, you can pay about 15 and a half bucks a month. It'll get you HD streaming, two simultaneous streams, and uh, offline downloads, which is nice if you're traveling and you want to download some movies or something to watch on the plane. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, so uh, decide if you want to do that. Uh, also, real quick, because we're running out of time, March Madness has just started. So uh, multiple ways you can watch March Madness on your phone. Uh, you can download the March Madness live app for iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV. Uh, Android can also download the March Madness live app. Uh, Android TV owners can use NCAA apps. And there's a lot of things like Roku and Amazon Fire and Xbox, uh, PlayStation. So if you want to get those things, you can watch March Madness. Do you guys watch that? I watch a little of it. Well, we kind of live it because my daughter works in university sports. Oh, right, uh, right. Her, her school is not, she doesn't have to go to March Madness this year. Or yeah, exactly. Or who she doesn't have to go to March Madness this year. But uh, other than that, it's, uh, yeah, we live it. We live uh, yeah, all the sports, exactly. all the college sports. And I got to admit, I like college sports a whole lot more because frankly, and you know I'm a huge baseball fan, I'm sickened. By the right. amount of money they're paying the baseball players. Now I know the Dodgers are going to have a sweet, sweet team. They're going to have. It's going to. They're going to have an team. amazing team this year. But yeah. it's ridiculous, and they're shutting out the little guy from being able to experience games. I can't even watch it because I'm not going to subscribe to another service just to watch yeah. Dodger games. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, Dodgers sports. just got Freddie Freeman, which is a huge acquisition, and and yeah, yeah it's it's a t it's really a tough one. So let's go real quick to streaming because we're almost out of time. I have to say that all of these streaming things, or for the most part, these streaming things that are now most watched, I've actually watched all of these. Uh, have you finished I have no Mrs. Life, Maisel? So I'm constantly in front of the TV. Have you finished? I, you Mrs. know, Maisel? I never got into Mrs. Maisel. I watched four or five episodes. Yeah, no, no, I, I, and I probably won't because I just didn't get into it. But it's a great show. Needless to say, it's a great show. Uh, the new movie, Adam Project, which is a lot of fun with Ryan Reynolds. I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I think he's outstanding. And it's also got Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo, who also did uh, 13 Going on 30 together. And it's a fun movie. The, he goes back in, uh, in time and meets his child self as they try to save the planet. Um, have you seen Severance on Apple TV? <laughs> you know what that is? Okay, Severance is. Uh, I have it, Apple TV, but I don't have show. time to watch all the shows. Well, that's a problem. I mean, uh, Ben Stiller directed this, and it's Adam Scott, who's a very good actor. It's I can't even describe the show. It's just very strange. The basic premise is uh, that you actually have an operation on your brain, and when you go to work, you only remember work. And when you go and leave work, you only remember your home life. So that's, you know, that's pretty crazy. Uh, it's a really, really good show. And, and that's available also. Uh, the Dropout, uh, which is about Elizabeth Holmes, the story of Elizabeth Holmes, the woman that did the big fraud. Yeah, in the, I did uh, see that. Uh, DNA and, yeah, business. It was, it was interesting. But I knew the story because I read the yeah. story, and I don't know how much fantasy was in the – that's a problem. Yeah. Is that history is yeah. twisted when it's put into video? So, um, and Mark, I'll give you one I, last. I, well, I was just, 
Well, I was just going to let me give you one last thing before we go away because I'm a little annoyed about this. There's a new Lakers story, uh, a fictionalized story of the story of the Los Angeles Lakers. And Jerry West, who is one of the most beloved people in sports, uh, it turns out that they have portrayed him in a very bad way that he was a tough guy he was angry he was yelling at people never happened according to uh, people with the lakers that never happened so once again uh, this that's it gives for us. me this gives me viability to what i told you just a second ago a lot of it is fantasy for entertainment purposes we don't yeah, know absolutely the truth. nobody no, knows really the truth don't. and they're besmirching yeah. people from past times so yeah, yeah it's not all history uh, no it so is say not. goodbye and, mark uh, boy yeah, thanks for staying with us today. Uh, thoughts and prayers are out to the people in uh, all over Europe where this horrible war is going on. And we'll see you next weekend. Okay, this is Marsha Collier, and he's Mark Cohn. Please visit us on Facebook, Computer and Technology Radio Comp. And I'm on Twitter. So tweet me if you have some ideas for the show or you have any comments on our show, at Marsha Collier. Have a great week in tech. See ya. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.